0: a few days ago, it had been brought to my attention that a guest on this podcast had passed away. Honestly, wasn't sure what to say, and this unfortunate news was rather shocking and is still rather shocking, to say the least. So I want to make this message real short and sweet. First and foremost, I want to send a shout out to the director of Split Costs, Mr. Jeff Palmer, for passing along this information. This gentleman has a special type of of compassion, and is an outstanding filmmaker. Mila Hudson was one of my favorite interviews. Not only was Mila ridiculously talented, there are certain people in this industry that have a sort of, what I would call a sparkle or a zest. And quite frankly, she was one of those individuals who shined on screen. Listening back on this interview is not only a reflection of her brightness, but it's also a reminder of how delicate and precious life is. I want to thank Mila for coming on this podcast and sharing her story. The interview that you're about to listen to was conducted over two years ago. It's around the uh, genesis of Cinema After Dark. I believe it was episode 53 back when I was putting the uh, foundation on this podcast. Actually, I think it was a radio show back then and not actually a podcast. The irony is that Mila... And I have been in contact sporadically over the last few years via social media, and we had planned to actually meet up here when she arrived to Los Angeles. Now, unfortunately, due to busy schedules, we weren't able to cross paths, but meeting her was certainly something I was really looking forward to. Mila has a GoFundMe page that's listed in the description of this podcast. And I inspire you all to contribute to the cause. Mila will certainly be missed. And it is certainly an honor to have an opportunity to interview her on this podcast. And I don't know, there's some moments in life where you're just left speechless. But please enjoy this discussion. It is certainly a celebration of a very wonderful life, a very wonderful person. And somebody that is certainly, again, a beacon of light. Have you ever tanked an audition?
1: What do you mean tanked an audition?
0: Anytime you've ever gone out for a role, just had a really poor audition. Just gone in oh, there yeah. and bombed it.
1: P- pretty much all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I something's working here,
0: so you know what I mean? Because you're you're doing your thing.
1: I love having that contrast. Like, I love dramatic roles like deep dark characters but then I also love I love making people laugh like I'm always trying to make people laugh you know so I can see I really want to get into (laughs) comedy that's great (laughs)
2: yeah I can see that
1: (laughs) she's portrayed as this like huge personality but she's she feels so small so like her character is like she's always conflicting within herself and I I just you know a lot of people are like that and I feel I can relate to her that I was like very similar to her and how she she's she has a very tough exterior, but she's very fragile inside and very emotional, and she always feels alone. And she's always kind of looking for that person to make her whole again. And everybody's vulnerable, but we only choose to show what we want to. That's true. You know? Mm-hmm. So true. I'm still kind of a tomboy. I just wear a lot more <laughs> dresses nowadays, but <laughs> you know, I want girls to be happy with who they are, and I think that they should only associate themselves with people who love them for who they are and not try to be somebody else, you know?
0: Oh, salute to that. That's a good people lesson in general. And I must say a warm welcome to cinema after dark here, Mila. Thanks so much for coming on the show and hanging out with us today.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you.
0: Likewise. It is certainly a pleasure having you on the program today. You're someone that I've been sort of, paying attention to from a distance and you're doing some really cool stuff so glad to have you here and I really want to start this discussion by giving our listeners a, l- a little bit of an opportunity to get to know you better. Would you mind sharing where you were born and raised and how you got started in this entertainment industry?
1: Um, I was born and raised in Poughkeepsie, New York and um, I actually... Growing up, I, I used to dance a lot on stage. I did tap, ballet, and jazz. And then when I got into elementary school, I actually started to get into um, theater. And I realized from that point on that I really loved acting and um, just performing in general in front of people. I loved being you know, in the spotlight. And my dad always had the camera on us growing up. Recording every everything that we did, you know, it's like birthdays and holidays and whatnot and all my dance recitals. And I just, every time a camera was on me, that's when I was shine. Oh, nice. So I knew from like a very young age that, you know, this is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really until about, I think, 2009 that I really tried to start getting into the film industry. And I was doing theater you know, I was like building sets. I was in plays all the way up until college actually and then i realized you know maybe i should switch to motion picture because that's what i really have a passion for so i started working in like student films and then i did like a couple foreign films too that were being shot locally oh nice yeah independent films is where i've been pretty much mostly making my career right now because i just love the originality and i love the challenging roles that you know people are creating so Uh. that's pretty much my story so far
0: (laughs) it's ongoing you were doing some wonderful <laughs> work and was there like a point where you realized that you could do it professionally was that in school or when you were young did you did you feel like oh yeah i can i can actually do some damage here
1: well it was weird because like when i was young i didn't really know how all of this worked mm-hmm. i didn't know that you know oh i need to you know convince my parents to <laughs> bring me down to the city and <laughs> do auditions and get an agent and it was actually a while. Like I've been, I've been doing this professionally for about six years now. And it's yeah. like, I just realized a couple of years back that, okay, I've been doing everything wrong. And, you know, I learned <laughs> how to, you know, I've learned, oh, okay, this is how it works. And this is what I need to be doing. And, you know, this is, you know, how you get work and how how you gain representation. And there's like a whole standard and, and whatnot. Yeah. So, but oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. You kind of uh, learn as you go. And uh, it sounds like something that you've, put a lot of effort into. I mean, you have a lot of screen credits and I think that's fantastic. But are there any roles or like a role in particular that sticks out as one of your favorites?
1: Well, actually, yeah. My my most recent film that we just um, finished that's in the festival circuit right now and it's actually premiering at the Blue Stocking Film Festival in Portland, Maine on July 18th. It's called Split Cost. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I play Emma and I think that was, that's probably one of my most favorite memorable roles as of now because it's like it was challenging it was emotional and it was like i really just felt so free with this right. character it's like the vulnerability that i had to portray mm-hmm. i just i felt like this is you know when you, you realize this these are the characters that i want to be playing these are the characters that i feel comfortable with and it's it's the roles that are so complex yeah yeah multi. <laughs> for me I find, I find comfort in that yeah absolutely absolutely right.
0: Right, I can't wait to talk about this film because, uh, as you said, it's it's certainly layered and seems like it'd be a fantastic challenge as an actor in the film. So I'm I'm looking forward to uh, yeah. talking about it. And speaking of that, is there a certain role or a certain type of character that you want to play, but you haven't had an opportunity to play yet?
1: Um, I would say probably like the quirky kind of funny girl because i really want to get into comedy i just haven't oh, nice. had an opportunity yeah you know i love i love playing i love having that contrast like i love dramatic roles like deep dark characters but then mm-hmm. i also love i love making people laugh like i'm always <laughs> trying to make people laugh you know so i can see i really that. want to get into comedy <laughs> oh, that's
0: great <laughs> yeah i could see that even based on your performance in this even though it's it's very serious subject matter but i i uh, i could see you being in in some comedic roles for sure Right, <laughs> i like. love
1: that <laughs> yeah
0: yeah by the way what was the most difficult acting job that you've done was it this particular role in split costs or is there a role that sticks out as like the most challenging role that you've had
1: hmm. i think that would be yeah absolutely the most challenging mm-hmm. i really wanted to understand that character and i did a lot of research yeah you know to really get in the mindset and kind of like create those memories that she would have had growing up so It was definitely one of the most challenging because I think I cried in like every scene pretty much. (laughs) So it's like, you know, like one minute on set, I'd be like laughing and having a great time. And then, you know, the director, Jeff, who is absolutely wonderful to work with. I loved him. He's so open to collaboration and Mm -hmm. he was just, you know. Oh, I just loved working with him. He's such a great person and director. He'd mm-hmm. be like, "Okay, Mila, like we're gonna get ready to shoot," and I'd just like wipe the smile off my face, and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, I'm ready." I'm like serious, and it's like standing in the corner for a couple of minutes, and it's like, "Okay, you know," and he would yell, "Action!" and the tears would just flow out, and it, yeah, so it was, it was awesome.
0: <laughs> oh, Good stuff, right there. Have you ever tanked an audition?
1: What do you mean tanked an audition?
0: Any time you've ever gone off for a role, just had a really poor audition, just gone in oh, there yeah. and bombed it
1: pretty much all the time.
0: <laughs> well, something's working no here. So you know what I mean? Because you're, you're doing your thing, but is, is there one that you like felt just really bad or did, have they all felt kind of just rough? <laughs>
1: they all really feel, oh, I hate auditioning. I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure everybody does, but like, I just, I'm like, just put me on set. Like, let me just, just put me on set. Let me show you what I have. But it's like, I think I'm my own worst critic. It's like every time I leave an audition, I'm like, oh, that was horrible. I should have done this. I should have done that. But now it's like, you know, I I try to just focus on not thinking about that. And you go in there and you're like, okay, I'm just going to do it as if I'm on set. Because my whole mindset when auditioning was like, I hope they like me. And I always freak myself out, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's like when you really believe in a role, you know, you overthink it, you overanalyze your... Your performance, and then I think you know that messes everything up. I'm just horrible at auditioning. I think it is
0: interesting, but, interesting, yeah, because you're I mean, obviously <laughs> having a success with it. So it's interesting that I thought did, uh, process of an actor going into that whole audition yeah. process. It's that's a very vulnerable place to be in, but I, I can see where it could be fun too, to a degree, because you do get to project different characters, and it's such a it's an annoying process. I think it's annoying for everybody, really.
1: Yeah, I think everybody hates it. But it, it, like you said, it it can be it can be really fun. It can be really creative because it's like, well, I can do this, Mm -hmm. but I can also do this. So it's like, you know, you can have fun. You just have to learn how to relax. And but it's, you know, once you get the role, it's like, oh, for me, all the nerves just go out the window because it's like, well, I'm cast, So I don't have anything to worry about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hear you on that. It's (laughs) interesting hearing your perspective of that. Too. and would you mind peeling back the curtain a little bit and taking us through your preparation process say a filmmaker or director reaches out to you with a screenplay can you briefly walk our listeners through your preparation process
1: i read the screenplay quite a few times and then i really get into the character and i i create music playlists. you know as far as like what their personality would be like and i listen to that music all the way up until the end of the film pretty much oh, nice. you know yeah because i want to get into like their emotions and their mindset, because I really do believe that you have to, you know, think like that. You have to become that person. You can't just try to act like something because, you know, so like, I'll create a playlist. I'll do research like for split costs. I did research about children of addicts. Mm -hmm. And I spoke to people who were children of addicts. You know, I really try to understand their whole mindset and their life experiences because, you know, when you try to portray someone else's life, you really want to be authentic as possible. Right. And I really try to capture that realism. You did. So it's, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you
0: did. I mean, you could tell you did some research because you, you were in character, no doubt about that. It's, it's interesting hearing your steps behind your preparation process. Do you like the preparation process? That whole process of really diving into the character and learning their backstory and Do backstories kind of help you with the character? Do you create your own?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely, I try to put my own life experiences along with um, the research that I do Mm -hmm. into a character. And I just, yeah, I just love kind of being creative and and trying new things and seeing, okay, like, let's see if this would work. And, you know, really trying to get the emotional aspect of it because I feel like a lot of, everybody's vulnerable, but we only choose to show what we want to that's true you know Mm
0: -hmm. that's so true in your opinion what qualities make a good actress
1: what qualities make a good actress yeah i would say i don't know (laughs) (laughs) probably somebody who um really believes in what they're doing because i feel like there's a lot of people out there that are just trying to chase fame or the paycheck but you can definitely tell like a good a good person and somebody who who really believes in the project and wants to give back. Because I feel like being an actress is more than just making movies. I feel like, you know, we have that opportunity to help people in the world. And right. I feel like we should definitely use what we have for those reasons. So I think a lot more goes into it than just, uh, you know, preparation and being able to remember lines and maybe being able to cry on camera. I think you need you need to be a whole person, you know, a mm. genuine person, So I think, you know, there's definitely a lot of characteristics that I would love as far as working with other people, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's good. You see it more than just a gig and just a performance. You see a bigger responsibility, a bigger calling. I think that's fantastic. Well, that's certainly wonderful. And um, it's a good place here to take a a short break because I've got a lot to say and a lot to ask you about this awesome short film split costs that you were recently involved with. And, Yeah, I think we'll take a a real short break here and then come back from that break and I'll I'll pick your brain a bit about this film. How does that sound?
1: (laughs) That sounds great. (laughs) Okay,
0: great. Well, hang tight here, Mila. And ladies and gentlemen, listening to this broadcast, please hang tight for a moment and we will come back with more of Mila Hudson after this break. So hang tight, folks. Welcome back. We are continuing our discussion with the talented actress, Mila Hudson, and she's been discussing her acting background with us, but Miss Mila, for this half of the segment, I do want to switch gears here and discuss this awesome short film you recently starred in, Split Costs*. and for those unfamiliar with the film, two young women from desperate backgrounds share a ride to western Massachusetts where traumatic setbacks force each to make pivotal decisions. At unforeseen crossroads. Let me first say that this is an excellent film, which is written and directed by a really wonderful director, Jeffrey Palmer. And I know you mentioned uh, him a bit there at the beginning, what working with him was like. I know that had to be a fantastic experience because it certainly shows that way on screen. And this film was emotional, it dealt with a, a variety of unique issues in a very short period of time. And you played the role of Emma, Tori Hall played the role of Judy. She was also excellent in this film, by the way. At any rate, I I just want to know what it was like working with Tori. And, you know, can you elaborate on what it was like working with uh, Jeffrey, too?
1: It was absolutely a blast working with them. Judy and I have, like, as soon as we met in Boston, when we all got together for the very first time to kind of go over the script and, you know, do some testing for the the camera and and whatnot, we completely hit it off. And we were, like, really close friends. And we just... We were like so excited to be working with each other. Even though our, our personalities are totally contrasting. <laughs> and yeah. I think that it was perfect though for the for the film. I mean, I, I think Jeffrey did such an amazing job casting both of us in those specific roles because like we didn't clash. I think the contrast was beautiful in that we both kind of made up for what each other lacked. She is such a sweetheart and she brought a lot to her character. We just had so much fun driving around, <laughs> driving around Boston <laughs> and, and Massachusetts. And Jeffrey is, he's such an amazing director as far as like collaboration. He was, you know, I always come to set with ideas and, mm-hmm. you know, questions. And I don't know, he probably got a little annoyed with <laughs> with me. <laughs> like, but I'm always like, you know, like, let's just go deeper, you know. And, but no, he was just so open to, you know, different things that I had you know, suggested. And I love working with people like that because sometimes you work with people that are like, no, it's got to be this way and nothing's changing. And he was like, yeah, let's try it and let's do this and that. And it, it was really fun. It was like a collaboration more than just, you yeah. know. So, and I, I love doing that. I love, you know, experimenting, you know. And right. if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But it's, we had so much footage to work with. And, you know, he also edited the film. Right. I give him like so much credit because he did so much work. He was like a one-man crew oh yeah and um yeah yeah. i mean oh my god truly amazing he's so talented
0: yeah it's the way to go it's fantastic and i like you said i think collaborative set environments are critical and they create a different type of atmosphere no doubt about that and you also get better performances i believe when you have that kind of environment on set as long as you're enhancing the story because you know suggestions are good sometimes they're bad and as long as you i think as as actors have an understanding of where the story is you know these types of interactions and questions and trying things different ways only enhances a project so i think i think that's wonderful it's it's, yeah i'm big on that too i I think that's like one of the best ways to create a film it really is a collaboration especially when you get on set because you find out things i mean the paper is one thing it's just kind of like a blueprint but when you get on set you really discover more about the characters and about your environment
1: absolutely and it's all about the movement, it's all about the environment. Like, you know, before I did that one dramatic scene, mm-hmm. you know, I had no idea what the room looked like. So I was yeah. trying to create what I was going to do in my mind. And then when mm-hmm. we got there, it was like totally different. Yeah. And I had no idea what I was gonna do until he said action. And I was just like, Let me just <laughs> let me just roll with it, you know? And right. you know, you put it out there, if he doesn't like it, you bring it back, you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. But there absolutely.
1: were there were like scenes like on the bridge at the end of the movie oh, yeah. where I just you know, I had everything in my mind and I just I was just thinking about everything and I just started to cry and that wasn't even in the script and he had no idea that I was going to do that Wow! and I just started crying and he was kind of like shocked and he's like just keep going
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I I love that when you get you know that instant feedback because I think actors need like instant feedback you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. and like when you get that and it's like yes I'm I'm doing something right <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, yeah, it was a great environment. It was like a great experience. And it was, you know, we were both on the same page and just excited to try things and, you know, see how far we could take the story and the characters. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of your character, uh, she's living out of her car, which is difficult, (laughs) you know, and more common than people think for sure. Uh, Have you ever had that kind of experience or ever had to live out of a car, known anybody that was living out of their car to draw from that experience?
1: Absolutely. I actually, I was homeless for about eight months and I lived in my car. Mm -hmm. So when I read the script, I was actually, I produced as well. Oh, nice. So I was looking for scripts that my buddy and I were going to shoot. And we came across this one because we had about 50 people send us short films. I happened to read this one and and my buddy Adam read it and we agreed that, you know, we really love the story. So that's actually how Jeff and I started talking was because we wanted to produce this story. And then, um, he decided to finally cast me as Emma and I was like, yes, because oh, I fantastic. totally relate to this character, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah, I never had to deal with that addiction problem, thank God, but mm-hmm. you know, she definitely has a rough life. She's very independent, obviously, because, you know, she's like, well, this is my life and I, you know, I have to decide what I'm going to do and mm-hmm. and um living in the car definitely helped me kind of get into emma's mind a little bit more also because it's like the little things that you do that somebody else might not be aware of or can mm-hmm. relate to you yes. know so it was interesting
0: now what specifically about this character in this role resonated with you the most
1: uh, probably the fact that you know i did feel like i could relate to her mm-hmm. that i was like very similar to her and how she she's she has a very tough exterior but she's very fragile inside and very emotional and she always feels alone and she's always kind of looking for that person to make her whole again and i just love that about her the fact that she you know she's she's portrayed as this like huge personality but she's she feels so small so like her character is like she's always conflicting within herself and i i just you know a lot of people are like that and i feel i just gravitate towards people like that so i think that's why i gravitated towards this character so much and she's so complex and i just i was like this is so challenging to play someone who's so kind of aloof and then just kind of like come out and out of her shell and kind of explode and just shock people
0: uh, he, he really did a good job of writing this character. I felt that she was multi-dimensional in that regard. She had a lot of depth and yeah, absolutely yeah and and you um, obviously did a good job of portraying her in this world that uh, you know we see as we watch this film. And was there a favorite scene for you to act in?
1: It would probably be the scene that I can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's what I'm talking about. The most dramatic scene, I think was yeah. probably. Because yeah, I was so nervous about it because I didn't want it to come off cheesy or you know mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like fake or or even over the top. I wanted it to just be so real and right. I think that was definitely my favorite. yeah
0: it was very raw that interaction was so natural and just so well done and so emotional so at least Mr. suspense and let the viewers reflect <laughs> on that <laughs> scene but it's it's pretty powerful. This film definitely tackles a a number of different issues, poverty, uh, having family issues, hard times within the family. I love the fact that you have a strong female protagonist in this film, so I commend Jeffrey for that. It's something that I find refreshing, and it's something I try to also make a conscious effort of doing, especially lately, because cinema seems to be so one-dimensional and so male-dominated, especially when it comes to lead roles and protagonists, and and uh, films, and antagonists, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah, I love that about this uh, this film. There's a good bond that you two had in this film. So I, I love that. So hats off to him for that and how you express that. I also like the through lines. You kind of have like a dual through line in this. You have abuse, you know the daughter and mother. You've got the girlfriend and girlfriend. You also have betrayal. It was also like a very big element in this film. And as an actress- yeah. It has to be fun, as you said, sort of at the beginning of this discussion, playing a lead role in a film that has so many emotional elements.
1: Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. you you get to, like, you know, tack into all those emotions. Like I said, like before, like, you know, a lot of people have that the vulnerability <laughs> that like, you don't show people. And it's yeah. like to be able to actually come out and show those emotions. It's like shocking to people. Right. So I love doing that
0: have you experienced any of the situations your character was placed in in this film it's kind of personal but can you relate to some of them or have you known anybody that's kind of been in any of these situations because these are real life circumstances and common and you know, more than they are uncommon so have you
1: yeah well definitely with the um the homelessness yeah it was definitely the biggest thing that i had you know experienced yeah you know
0: did you have to protect yourself as your character does in the film?
1: Oh, yes, but I never had a gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was wondering about that. Interesting.
1: Yeah. No, uh, I, had, a, I had other things, though, like not.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a bad thing to have, yeah, though. But- It's realistic. Yeah,
1: but no, it's so true though. Yeah, exactly. And I, It's weird because I remember waking up one morning because I used to try to sleep in like public parking lots and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I had woke up one morning and there was a a cop sitting there. So it just kind of reminds you that, you know, you are in a position where you do need to protect yourself because anything could happen. So I was like, I was so grateful that I woke up and he was like sitting there. Yeah. But Yeah.
0: Interesting. It seemed like Jeffrey did a lot on this film. I mean, he shot it too. He, you know, obviously wrote, directed it. He ran with a very small, intimate set. How Do you like that? I kind of love that kind of environment personally, but do you like having that small, intimate set environment?
1: Yeah, I actually, I tend to like that a little bit more because it's, I think you can focus a little bit more. Yeah, me too. On yeah. what you're doing, you know, when there's a lot going on, it's like, oh my God, but. You know, I love, I love big groups of people. I love big groups on set, but having that intimacy, it just seemed, it just felt right for, you know, for certain projects. And for this project, it felt right because first of all, my characters used to being alone and, you know, we only had like two main characters. So it was pretty Mm. intimate to start with. So having a small crew kind of fit the entire feel for the movie. Right. So I really enjoyed it.
0: Oh yes. Oh good. Good stuff. By the way, how was it like driving around all all the time there? That had to be kind of fun in a way, was it challenging? <laughs> because I, I got to have him on the show too at some point and ask him about some of the technical Yeah, technicals absolutely. Behind that. So oh, he'll use-
1: tell you. Yeah, cuz I- Oh my god. Yeah, no, he'll tell you cuz he he kept asking me, Mila, how fast are you going?" because when you get <laughs> cuz I tend to have a little bit of a lead foot. Oh my. And, you know, <laughs> we were driving on the highway and He's like, well, you keep it between this and that because you know if it changes, you could totally hear that in the audio. Yep. And I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even think of that. You're so right. So we'd be shooting, and he goes, Mila, how fast are you going? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was kind of it was kind of a struggle because it was like you know usually you're getting pulled in mm-hmm. a vehicle, you know, mm-hmm. or you have the green screen. But to me, I'd rather be pulled because then it's more realistic. Yeah. But um you know, driving and, and acting and it was stick shift too. So I was like driving stick on a highway, like remembering my lines and then <laughs> <laughs> it was challenging, but it made it made it so much more fun and exciting. And it was it was awesome that we actually got through it and to watch it and be like, Wow, we, we pulled that off. It looks so crazy.
0: <laughs> it was fantastic. I love the even yeah. I even love the, the tape cassettes. It reminds me of like Oh yeah. <laughs> that's just awesome. I remember playing those in the car. <laughs> and having that kind of fun camaraderie with guests that you have in the car and listening to your favorite tune. So it was just a cool dynamic between you and Tori in that film. I mean, you both really, I thought you both just worked well together and had this natural, it was more like a, it felt like a friendship than it was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, she was great in it too. So you you both just, just a fantastic job in this film so I don't want to give too much away there's so many more questions that I could ask here but I don't want to give too too much away about this film because you know it's 24 minutes long I don't I don't want to give away the entire plot uh, despite my uh, my enthusiasm (laughs) towards towards it Uh, there was I do want to say that one of the scenes in the film that I loved was the stuffed animal scene and i'll just keep it at that
1: <laughs> oh absolutely yeah no i was shocked when i saw that and i was like you did such a killer job because i wasn't on set for that day ah. and when i happened to see it because jeff was like sending us the footage as he was going along ed- editing yeah i was like oh my god you're such a badass <laughs> <laughs> i thought that like she just did that part so well and i was so excited oh, for yeah. her because i couldn't wait to see it because she was excited for that part too.
0: Right, right. So. (laughs) Well, this film, I (laughs) believe, it premieres July 16th,
1: maybe? I think it's July 16th. Is it July 16th? Did I get it wrong?
0: No, I think it's, I believe it's July 16th. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's July 16th. I wanted to confirm that with you, but because I I know it's soon.
1: Yes, it is. It's July 16th.
0: Okay, cool. You're right. Cool, good deal. That'll be a fun time, don't you think? Absolutely.
1: Ah, I'm very excited. I already have my outfit picked out and (laughs) i'm bringing my twin brother as my date so i'm excited
2: Ah,
1: i was so excited because he he doesn't he doesn't go to film festivals or anything like that so i'm dragging him to this one though
0: yeah what's the name of the festival
1: it's called blue stocking film series
0: wonderful yeah that'll be a good time and where's that located
1: it's in portland maine
0: wonderful wonderful
1: yeah it's exciting because i've never been up there either so yeah i'm just i'm ready to have a good time and show everybody this amazing film that I like strongly believe in so it's going to be exciting.
0: It's really an excellent film so
1: Yeah, thank you so much for checking. I'm really happy that you watched it. <laughs>
0: oh, yes. I I loved it. I, I really did. And how can listeners watch it past this upcoming festival Are there other festivals coming up? What are you guys doing
1: to market the film? I'm I'm not really sure as far as marketing. I know that we're submitted into like 40 film festivals so we're, you know, as soon as the notification dates arise, we'll definitely find out. We'll keep you updated as far as other festivals that we get into. But in the meantime, Jeff actually gave me permission to give out the password if anybody wants to go on Vimeo oh, and nice. watch the film. So, nice. yeah, because it's getting close to its premiere and he, he said that we could share it. So, nice. yeah, I mean, you could probably share the, the link and then I could just give you the password and then people can go check it out. So
0: Okay. Is it okay to give out the password on air?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. He said, go ahead. So let's do it. Do yeah. you have it with you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, it's capital FF2016. 2016, so 2016. And then it's lowercase split S-P-L-I-T uppercase C lowercase O-S-T-S. So it's FF2016 split cost.
0: Wonderful folks. That's one. Vimeo folks that are listening to this broadcast you're getting a free screening of the film how awesome is that
2: absolutely
0: hats off to Jeff for (laughs) providing that that is fantastic I really recommend that you check this film out if you're not able to see it in festivals because films are always wonderful and much more enjoyable to watch on screen. But if you get that opportunity while you're listening to this, or wait, well, actually, don't do it while you're listening to this. But after you listen to this broadcast, <laughs> make sure you <laughs> make sure you know you check out this film. You will certainly not be disappointed. And I personally uh, really enjoyed it. It's a great, great story and very engaging, and it's quite emotional. So make sure you check out this film. When you have an opportunity to immediately after this broadcast, I tell everyone that you can pull films up. You can pull this up on your, your smartphone now, or if you've got your computer up, make sure you pull it up and uh, give it a look and and send a a tweet out to these wonderful individuals and tell them how you like this film. And Mila. (laughs) 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 Oh my, you're in for it now. This is the part of the show where I ask our guests (laughs) (laughs) to share a fun fact about themselves now Mila this fun fact can be anything that you want to share with our listeners preferably though something that people don't know about you so let's let's take a little peek into your world put the spotlight on you find out a little fun fact the floor is yours
1: (laughs) I knew you were going to put me on the spot too I just knew it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, I heard why? that music and it was like dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess hmm. Fun facts. It's so weird when you're talking about yourself. You're like, I don't know if people would think this is a fun fact or not. But um, I guess I play drums.
0: Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Hobby. I, professionally.
1: I was band. in a band in high school.
0: Nice. What kind of music? Right, yeah. Rock band? You know, was it
1: like rock and heavy metal? Awesome. I had like two drum sets put together. I don't have them anymore, unfortunately. But yeah, I love playing. Um, music's like a huge part of my life, and nice. I have a twin brother who actually he played guitar in the band too.
0: Oh, that is awesome! A very yeah. musically inclined. You got like a whole entertainment <laughs> uh, family there. That's fantastic. Very talented. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Interesting. Would you ever? the the band thing again
1: you know what's crazy because i always think about you know like how selena gomez started out as an actress and then mm-hmm. she became a singer i would love to perform on stage and sing and dance because you know like when i was young i used to dance and and whatnot so it's you know performing for me is such a great feeling that i you know want to share with people i just love you know singing and dancing and Playing drums, even I would love to be in a band. Still, it'd be so much fun to tour and meet people and connect with people with music. And you know, I feel like there's so much in my future that (laughs) I
0: need to do. Oh, absolutely, good. That's actually pretty cool to hear. If you were to look at your Spotify or your, you know, playlist right now for like iTunes or something, what would it look like? If you got in there,
1: music I like to listen to, very like eclectic. Group of people that I like to listen to. I like I love all types of music pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like I listen to anywhere from like heavy metal to pop. Yeah. To I even listen to foreign music because oh, I'm like yeah. I love learning different languages and speaking mm-hmm. to people and connecting. Mm-hmm. So it's I think my playlist people would I don't know they'd probably be a little shocked. <laughs> they'd be like, <laughs> "What is going on here?" Right. But yeah, it would just be a total mix of everything.
0: Yeah, mine too. I think music is so universal that their music interest is vast and there's a variety of it, especially now that you can access it so much easier. and It's you know the independent market. There's a lot of great music out there. So yeah, it's interesting uh, hearing your perspective on that. But back to film for a second. Would you mind sharing any of the latest films that you're working on? Because I believe you have one titled Candles and the other uh, is titled Tomboy, which is an animation you wrote and produced with adam cohen correct
1: yeah absolutely adam cohen is my buddy who actually we were in collaboration with uh split cost before we nice. spoke jeff about how we loved it nice. yeah adam cohen is a very talented producer and cinematographer from la and um he is actually going to be directing tomboy it's an animation film that i wrote kind of based on like how i was when i was a child younger hmm. Back in school, well, I'm kind of, I'm still kind of a tomboy. I just wear a lot more dresses <laughs> nowadays, but <laughs> you know, I love playing sports. I love working with tools and driving trucks and you can call it, you name it. I, I love it.
0: Do you like video games?
1: I love video games. Oh, nice, <laughs> good stuff.
0: A favorite system, you a PS4, you know Xbox person. Older oh, systems. I have Xbox. Oh, nice. Okay.
1: Yeah, but I still love playing the, the you know Nintendo sixty four games oh, yeah. and Sega. My brothers Man. and I. We would be in our rooms a lot playing video games during Christmas. Other than that, though, we'd be outside playing sports because I used to skateboard and BMX. Oh, So that's pretty much like where I got the idea for this character. Her name is Jenny Cohen, and she's a tomboy (laughs) at school. And then there's like a new boy that comes in. His name is Ryan Decker, and Mm -hmm. she absolutely falls head over heels for him and tries to change for him, thinking that he likes the girls in the dresses. And he doesn't. He likes her for her.
2: Oh, that's wonderful.
1: So. Yeah, I want to empower like young girls to be who they are and you know, if they're into sports, if they're into you know, playing the drums, you know, something out of the norm like not playing with dolls and, you know, <laughs> right. doing like girly things, you know, that it's it's okay, you know, and you know, I want girls to be happy with who they are and I think that they should only associate themselves with people who love them for who they are and not try to be somebody else, you know.
0: Salute to that. That's a good people lesson in general.
1: Yeah. I really hope it gets like seen by a lot of children to kind of, you know, empower them and inspire them to to be true to themselves. So, By
0: the way, was it nice doing an animated film because there's a lot of people doing some cool voiceovers. How did you pick your cast for that?
1: That was difficult because I'm so picky. Mm -hmm. Right, Right. (laughs) And I wanted to make sure that they had a lot of experience and that they were really like. Cool people in general, too. You know, I wanted to make sure that they really believed in the project and Mm -hmm. what the story was about, like the whole moral to the story. So I spoke with each person individually and they read the script and they absolutely loved it. And, you know, they can't we were still figuring out the whole animation part of it. And then we're going to do the whole studio work with as far as voiceover work and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But they're they're on board. They can't wait. And um, we're actually going to try to do a campaign on Indiegogo. So that way, everybody can, you know, I definitely want to pay everybody. But animation is so much money that, you know, it's definitely going to take quite a few people to make it happen. That's why it's been, you know, taking so long. I wish it was already (laughs) (laughs) happening. but Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is yeah. a lot of steps. Do you like putting on the producer's hat sometimes more or your interests were equivalent to your interest in acting?
1: I definitely love being in control. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think I like being in front of the camera more. Yeah. It's just the thing that got me into producing was that, you know, I worked on a couple projects that were never finished. Mm-hmm. I never got the footage and I was like working for free. And I was like, I need to stop doing this. I need to create my own content, original content, get people involved. And that's what I love about the whole independent film community is like originality, originality. And that's why I was like, you know, I'm just going to, as you said, put my producer hat on, be in control of projects and actually get them finished and get people their footage and, you know, tell stories that have impact on people's lives. So I think that's definitely what made me get into producing. Yeah,
0: I, I hear you on that. Interesting you are someone who appreciates cinema in general and you can tell it in your voice and you're so incredible on screen. I have to tell you, you have this natural gift there that uh, can't be reproduced. You're so poised and so believable to, to watch. And from an outsider's perspective and as a filmmaker too, I, I appreciate actors that look comfortable on screen and you certainly do. And yeah, I, I have to tell you that I'm looking forward to your, you know, animated project as well, as well as, you know, anything else that you might be working on. This latest film, Two Candles, is that coming out soon too as well?
1: Well, first of all, thank you. That's like such a compliment. I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> um, Candles is actually, we're in pre-production for that. They're still trying to find funding and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But that is a, um, it's a heart-wrenching true story of uh, the Camp Scott murders that happened, I think, back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And um, I play Ellen Roden, who is actually a victim of um, a rape murder, and they're still kind of unsure of you know who kind of committed these murders. And this movie is kind of um, one person's kind of verdict, or you know, oh, it was this person. So it's yeah. I think we we also we also have um, West Studi in it, West mm-hmm. study mm-hmm. and um, yeah, quite a few pretty good names. A-listers like John Schneider from uh, the Dukes of Hazzard. And oh, yeah. um, so it's, it's pretty exciting. Catherine Eastwood possibly. Yeah. And um, it's going to be very dramatic. True story. So okay. I'm excited about that too.
0: Yeah. It's a pretty big cast in that film. Yeah. For yep. sure. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. A uh, very big cast actually. It'll be interesting to see that film uh, as well. So mm, very, very fascinating. It's, certainly folks that are listening to this, you want to keep your eye out for that. You want to keep your eye out for this wonderful animated project that you're producing. Tomboy. What a great idea. And I'm looking Thank forward you. to, Oh yeah, absolutely. It's very exciting stuff. This independent film thing. It's, Oh my goodness. I, I love it. And I can tell you do. So
1: yeah, absolutely. Cause I'm just, I just hate when like movies are being remade, remade, remade. Right. Me like too. there's so many people out there that are, that have such original content and it's, it's things that like nobody's ever heard or seen before. And it's it's brilliant stuff and it needs to be produced and it needs to be seen by people.
0: Yeah. It's so true. And so many uh, voices go unheard too. There's so many tremendous actors and actresses out there that I think really have been underrepresented in this film community. There's just a plethora of Mm -hmm. that. So not, not to mention storytellers. I think we're pushing forward and people are making films, especially this digital era now. And you know, this independent film community is is living. It's a living being. It's it's evolving too. So there's a lot of hungry folks out there that are doing some dynamic work. And you're certainly one of them. So you know, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your latest project with us. i got to bring you on in the future because we've got to talk about this animated project and anything else that you do. So you're somebody that will certainly be on my radar, but I I need to ask you if if there's any advice you would give someone who may be inspired to do what you're doing right now, but maybe they don't have the courage or the resources to do so.
1: Every day, make it your job to do something different with your life that maybe next year, you're going to be happier or five years from now, you're going to be like, thank God I started because there is kind of a certain point where I'm like, I wish I got into motion picture a lot sooner. Yeah, me too. But, um, Yeah, you know, and it's that feeling that it's like, oh, I don't know. I, you know, I wasted so much time. Mm -hmm. So, like, throw procrastination right out the window. If you want to do something, just go out and do it. If you are having a hard time getting into projects, it's not because you're not, doesn't mean that you're not good. It just means you're not what they're looking for. So, instead of waiting around for something that you might be the perfect fit for, create your own content. Like, be a storyteller. I mean, everybody has inspiration and they want to tell stories and they, have something inside of them that they they need to get out. You know, shoot a film on your smartphone nowadays. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I just bought a great thing called Beast Grip Pro. Little oh, yeah. plug, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's it's fantastic. I hook my my cell phone up to it. I can. Attach lenses and mics right. and lights. I mean, yep. people are shooting productions on their phones. Like, you don't have an excuse anymore. Go out and do what you want to do and create content and let people see it, even if it's in your own living room. Uh, you know, don't right. be scared to do something.
0: I completely agree and co sign everything you just said. <laughs> that is the real deal, folks. Get out there and make films and you know, don't hesitate. You know, when you, if you like something, really commit to it and go after it because one thing we can't, back is time so if absolutely. you, you know, go after these things it's good to feel inspired it's good to be in that vulnerable place it's good not knowing things it's you got to learn you got to just evolve you got to shoot absolutely
1: things. Yeah, it's yeah you have to just take a you have to take a risk and you have to just try new things and you have to give it 110 percent. don't be a flake no, you have to, sad. you know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go in there and you have to do it 110%. You can't think that you're going to get far in this business just by showing up. Yep. You know, you have to really, work. really believe in what you're doing and work hard. It's a lot of work. While other people are sleeping, I'm working. I'm right constantly on. working. You know, people are like, you know, you need a vacation. And I'm like, but can I bring my laptop? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's, there's always something to do and I, I always need to be ahead of myself, yeah. you know? Oh, no doubt. So it's a lot of work. So no sleep. <laughs> yep. No sleep.
0: Unfortunately, the sleep must come second.
1: <laughs> yep. And don't have a plan B because nah. like, I don't have a plan. If you have a plan B, I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure.
0: I agree with that. 150%. No plan B, no plan C. Just plan A, folks. Well said. And Before we wrap, is there anything you would like to plug? Websites, Twitter. How can people get in contact with you?
1: Um, well, definitely uh, you can go to milahudson.com and that has all my links on there. I'm pretty much on every social media network: Instagram, Twitter, at it's Mila Hudson. And um, I would love to connect with people. I, you know, even if you're just starting out in the film industry, send me your work because I also produce. I also want to see, you know, other people's projects. I, you know, I'm a huge supporter of independent films, so send me your projects, send me your scripts. I would love to check everything, everything out. So connect with me.
0: Right on. Well. It has been a pleasure having you on. I want to encourage our listeners of this broadcast to follow you and to check out all the projects you're involved with. There's quite a full load there, and you're somebody who's you've got a pulse, I should say, on, on independent film and creating wonderful content. So I want to remind our listeners to follow you, to keep an eye out for split costs. And on that note, I think it's time we unfortunately we've got to end this party here but
1: oh (laughs) it was such a pleasure talking to you i had such a great time
0: oh thank you well well likewise and i hate this part of the screenplay we're approaching that fade out part of the screenplay (laughs) and we're gonna fade out here folks and i'm gonna say on that note ladies and gentlemen that was mila hudson again folks keep her on your radar and we will be back with more after the break.